Welcome to Mirror Finish, the official podcast of Great Lakes Stainless, episode 19. This is Paul and Travis here. Uh, Mike is sick. He is. There's been a lot of crap going around, and uh, he was out yesterday and today, so it was just yeah. Just us today. He probably wanted to come in today, but I, th- I think Dan may have hamstringed him, and yeah. so he couldn't go anywhere. Ah, uh, well, and Dan's the only one in the building with a, a hand sanitizer dispenser outside his office, <laughs> so. No, that's, thank you for staying home, Mike, yes, um, and yes, not spreading sick, it to the rest of us. That's right. Especially since my desk is right outside your office. That's right. Yeah, that's uh, one thing we do encourage. If you're sick, stay home. There's no reason to spread it. You know, if you have to work from home, you can. If not, just take the day off and get better. Uh, we, this episode, we had Rick Razone, who's a welder, out in uh, the Cell 7. That's our kind of A-team. Mm-hmm. That's Vicky's squad, and uh, they crank out the stainless cabinets. And Rick, man, uh, we didn't really have to oh, we didn't, we, there was talk. A, no, we didn't have to. And, you know, Rick actually spent a little time in estimating as well. Oh, he did? That's right. I yeah. forgot to even ask him about that. Yeah, it's a little slow out on the floor, and so we brought him in, and uh, he worked as an estimator helping out in the estimating department with That's us. right. And we talked. He is currently planning on getting down to Miami. I think he said his fiance lives down there mm-hmm. right now. And we want to have him on again before he goes, so we're going to look to record again at the beginning of the year and get that out. Uh, maybe mid-January or something like that. He's got a ton of stories that you'll hear today and a ton more that we want to hear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the guy's, the guy's lived. Yeah, he went, while he was talking, I was like, man, I'm thinking about if I was in his seat and people asking me questions, and they'd be like, like 20 minutes in, that's all you got? That's it? Really? <laughs> that's it? Nothing, nothing else. I'm like, no. Yeah. So, yeah, that man, crazy stories. A lot of these stories I wanted to reenact. <laughs> I wanted to see. I was like picturing reenactments in my yeah. head. You know what I mean? There's just so yeah. many of them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, God, we can, we can make like just short films off Rick's stories. That's not a bad idea. That's a great idea. Yeah. That's our YouTube channel. <laughs> you know, screw what we talked about with Mike oh. the other when I uh, forget who we were talking to. Oh, uh, James. Talking about YouTube and unpacking videos and yeah. shitty foods with Paul. It's like, oh, let's yeah. just recreate some of Stories with Rick. Story time with, <laughs> story story time time with, with Uncle Rick. Rick. <laughs> and he can, like, it would be like... Uh, he can narrate it. Yeah, it would be like drunk history. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just narrate it. Yeah, yeah. he can narrate it's it. Like, yeah, this is where I you know, drove off the, the brick wall. Oh, man. I'm trying to picture that in my head. Where in the Best Buy parking lot? Because there's the, on the South Airport side and then on the other side by the gas station. Either one, my God, man, 20 feet. So, yeah, you guys will hear about that. That was a hell of a story we talked about. He's He said accident prone, and, I mean, I guess that's one word for it. But, <laughs> God, it's just yeah. crazy stuff. Um, I think we are still hiring um, full-time uh, or part-time CDL drivers, what we're most in need for right now. Check out the website, uh, www. I can probably stop saying www. I like dating. it in there. I am dating myself. You are definitely there. dating yourself. Because we got the first computer that uh, we got was like in 94. When ah. the internet. I yeah. had a, the 28.8 uh, modem. With oh, the, yeah. The, you know, the crazy sound, the iconic sound. Oh, yeah. It's like, sounds like a fax machine. I think I had a 56 dial-up. Oh, shit. You were. But that wasn't until later. That was like oh. way later. Yeah, oh, okay. It was on my Sony Vio <laughs> desktop. Memories, computer, yeah, yeah. old school computer. Yeah, memories. Yeah, greatlikestainless dot com. Uh, click on that's on the the internet superhighway. <laughs> uh, didn't Al Gore invent that? Yeah, I think he did. I think he did. I think he did. Uh, click on the um, the careers tab. Check out our open positions there. 
while you're there, click on the news tab and uh, check out. We got Rob at the door. He needs needs Travis. You need Travis? You want to come in and be part of the intro? You sure? You sure? Come on, man. Let me just say that anything that Rick said about me is either false, <laughs> inaccurate, or completely untrue. We're saving everything about you for this next episode that we're going to do with yeah. him. He's, oh, got, he's got so many stories. He's coming that... back. <laughs> it's a whole episode. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob stories. I'll be out in a minute. Okay. Um, click on the news tab, and uh, all the episodes of the podcast are on there. Get on uh, whatever platform you use to subscribe to podcasts. Write and review is super important to boost us up in the search uh, the search engines is Facebook and Instagram. And uh, the last uh, episode we recorded, it was just me and Mike. Travis was on the road, and we mentioned a special guest coming up. And it has been confirmed. We are going to be recording the end of the month. Uh, his name is Fraser Kane, and he is the publisher of uh, Universe Today, which is uh, a website dedicated to everything astronomy. Uh, he's a co-host of a podcast called Astronomy Cast that I've been listening to for like 11 years now that he co-hosts with Dr. Pamela Gay, uh, who's a well-known science communicator. Uh, and uh, he co-wrote a book called The Universe Today, Ultimate Guide to Viewing the Cosmos, Everything You Need to Know to Become an Amateur Astronomer. He's going to come on. He's going to promote the book. So go to Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, wherever. Check that book out. Uh, please pick it up if you're interested in astronomy. And even if you're not, this will get you interested. There's, it's got great stuff in it. How to build your own telescope, how to check out the night sky, uh, and just like the title, everything you need to know to become an amateur astronomer. Uh, so, unless Travis has anything else, we will... Snow's here. Snow is here. Yep, came in with a roar. I heard uh, interlocking got like eight inches, which I didn't get that much. So I probably been... had just about that much. Did you really? Yeah, we had a lot, man. God, I'm like five miles from you, and I got like three. Yeah, I was out, I was out on my bike with the dogs on the power ah. line the other night, and yeah, there was actually quite a bit of snow out there. There you go. Winter's here in northern Michigan. So this is episode 19 with Rick Razone. Sick yesterday. Uh, uh, is that why he's out? Yeah, I think so. Is he out? Yeah, he's Mike's out. out. Yeah, it's just us today. All right. Talk shit about the boss. Right. <laughs> so was it a cold or was it that rash that come back? What? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he just get back from Thailand? No. Right. You got something uh, going on, man. Um, I don't know if one hour is going to be able to contain all of it, man. <laughs> Did yeah, you come up with a bunch to, of stuff? Yeah, right? Yeah. Might be a two-parter. Yeah, I mean, because the way it started, Jack came up to me and was like, hey, you've got to get Rick. I'm like, okay. He's I got lots of stories. He's like, man, he's been in Alaska. He's been freaking all over. And so where were we at right before you came here? I moved to Traverse City from Fargo, North Dakota. I don't know, like the show or the movie. First, it's right? just like the movie too. I mean, <laughs> my in, buddy lives out there. In town, not Fargo so much. Or mine out. Yeah, either one. Yeah, he he lives out there. Yeah, it's all North Dakota though. Yeah, so. yeah like it, said, in town it's not so bad, but you get out of town to any of the smaller towns and they talk like that, don't you know? Really? Oh yeah. 
That's what he said. Chat. So you can watch your dog run away for three days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, that's funny. When I moved to Fargo, North Dakota, I thought, okay, it's a little flat. And you keep driving for a couple of hours, and you're like, okay, this is really flat. Yeah, that's all it is. Huh? I've never I, been out there. I don't know. I used to tell everybody, if you stand on the top of your truck in Fargo, you can just about see to Montana. <laughs> oh, crap. Probably. Yeah. yeah. So what were you doing in Fargo? I, uh, I worked for the Case Tractor Plant. Mm. I, uh, I worked in the test facility. Okay. Axel Test Department. Okay. So they made it, and we broke. Would they make it? We break it. Make it we break it. That was nice. our her motto. Nice. But we helped develop the 450 and 500 horse axles on their quad track. Okay. I don't know if you ever saw a quad track. It's you were describing it. I think it's got four triangular tracks. Oh, okay. That's yeah. 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 yeah, triangular track on each corner. Yeah. Now is that do they put like a, a bucket on the front or a blade it, it, or what? No, it pulls equipment normally. Oh, it pulls my like God. a. 32 head drill or something like that, or giant, giant pieces of farm equipment. Okay, so it was like for farm and like the oil fields and stuff? Strictly farm. Just farm. Well, now they're using it because it's such a powerful unit. They use it now in construction to uh, pull scrapers. Oh, okay. Because they can pull two scrapers with a 500-horse quad track. Which you can't do with just a regular tractor. Right. So, yeah. The Alpers has two of them, and they pulled two scrapers each. Now, you said when you come up here, there used to be a case place right up here north of Chums, right? Yep. Just north of Chums. No, not down. Just right across the street from uh, that Blarney Stone, Blarney Castle. Oh, the gas station. Gas station, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, case dealer was there, and then they moved... Right out front of us here, and oh, now it's uh, Alta. Alta. Yeah, yeah. I was the service manager over there. That was my first job here, mm. and started out as a heavy equipment mechanic. Okay. Coming from Fargo in the case plant, I was a shoe in a case dealership. For sure. Right. Yeah. They yeah. thought that was the best thing, so I did three years as heavy equipment mechanic and two years as a service manager. Something that something sticking in my head is. You say you used to break, you used to test the axles. Yeah. How does one go about breaking a four or five hundred horsepower axle? <laughs> that's a good question. I mean, that's that's you know. We built what was called. We had these giant I beam frames. Okay. And you would put an axle at each end. Mm-hmm. We'd have like a three hundred horse electric motor in the middle of it, mm-hmm. and a torque meter. Okay. And on the ends of the axles where tires would be, we had six foot diameter sprockets okay that were made out of two and a half inch plate (laughs) so yeah everything that you handled or dealt with huge yeah had to be handled on a crane everything you know overhead cranes so we put those big sprockets on in a chain number 240 chain Mm -hmm. what does 240 mean when you're talking about a chain well that's the number they use for chain like bicycle chain yeah is i think uh Depends on. I was gonna say you got you should know better yeah, than me. I mean, what most you? of it's rated like per like uh, based on the number of speeds. It is like a ten speed gear or you know what I mean things. Like okay, that. it's not. They don't have a number for the not, size of chain. Not really. No, I think it's like. A, I don't think. Yeah, I think it's like a thirty-eight or something. I don't know. Okay. I don't know how they size bicycle chains, but I know this chain was two forty chain, and 
each link was probably four inches wide and eight inches long. Oh, my God. Yeah. Big it chain. Was crazy chain. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it fit on that two-and-a-half-inch plate. <laughs> yeah. Nuts. Yeah. So, yeah, it was crazy. I mean, even putting the chain on the sprockets, you had to do with an overhead. Yeah. yeah. So you, you chain up, you know, run the chain between the two axles, and then to get torque, because you'd have to run them at torque, mm -hmm. the, the center line drive line that would go to the pinions mm -hmm. had a plate and a torque meter in it where you would turn them against each other so that the bottom of that chain would come up tight oh, and then right. the top would slack. Mm -hmm. You know, you'd turn oh, okay. the pinions yeah. against yeah. each other yeah. and lock that drive line. Yeah. But we did it with like, you know, 2,500 foot pounds of torque or 4,000 foot pounds of torque. And then we'd run them for a month, month and a half. I can't even remember the Just hours. constantly running them. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah they yeah. would just run nonstop for a month and a half back at, and forth. at that torque. Yeah, just back and forth kind of? No, just one direction. Oh, okay. You know, we'd run it in one. Because they were torqued against each other, Yeah. that created, you know, your torque through the whole, okay. through both axles. Okay. And, yeah, most of it went well, but obviously there are days you have catastrophic yeah. failures. Yeah. I was going to ask, did you ever actually break one? We uh, There were times when I would come into work and an axle would be broken, like broken. And, of course, the whole floor would be covered in oil because oh, yeah. we ran hydraulic units that had coolers and chillers and ran everything. So, yeah, there were days I'd come in and be parts on the floor. Oil everywhere. You'd, first thing you did, suck up, you know, yeah. 100 gallons of oil. We had big oil vacuum systems. Yeah. And, so, yeah, that was interesting. So what that, brought you, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. That was probably one of my funner jobs. Now, though I worked in the axle test department, mm -hmm. they moved us around like they do here when sure. they need you somewhere right. else or whatever. Right. And my actual first job there was swinging a door on a loader. We were trying. We were trying to establish at what speed okay. that door. You know, if you're driving down the road at 30 miles an hour, if that door flung open, would it bust the window? Oh. So right. I literally swung a door <laughs> for two days till the point of breaking windows. You know, we'd start slow, and yeah. we had a some kind of a like a speed trap, whatever could tell how fast it was oh, going. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you'd swing the door 20, 25, 27. 30, 35 Give miles an hour. hour. Give it hell and smash. Yeah. So that was my first two days there. I thought, this is a job for me. Yeah, it's no You're going to pay man. me to break shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So then what brought you to GLS? Well, to GLS, I happened to get here almost by accident, uh -huh. but specifically by choice. <laughs> okay. Explain. I, uh, I, was running my own business as a handyman, mm -hmm. working myself, doing my own thing, and uh, money got tight, and I needed some health insurance and needed a more secure situation. Sure. So I started looking for work. Went out, did my resume thing, had a couple of good job offers, but it just wasn't right. It wasn't what I wanted to do, where I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. So I waited, waited while I came to the... The Friday, I knew, hey, I, I need to have a job on Monday so that I got a paycheck in two weeks. Yeah. I knew what my last day was. and So I said, you know, if I don't find anything else that I really want, I will go to Kelly Services. And they'll, you know, I, they, they'll have a job for me on Monday, yeah. even though it's, and then I won't feel bad if it's not, I don't stay. Or it's right. Not, 
you know. Right. It's something for a paycheck for a little while. Well, as I went in there, I heard him talking on the phone with another client. Hey, Great Lakes Stainless is hiring. They're looking for people, you know, warehouse work, whatever. Just go over there at 7 o'clock in the morning. Right. He hung up the phone, did my interview. I made mention of, you know, Great Lakes Stainless. I'm a welder. You know, 30 years experience welder. Really? I'm going to go over there and get my foot in the door. Yeah. yeah. So he sent me over here to do warehouse work. Sure. Through Kelly Services. Yeah, yeah. But I... A little smarter than the average bear, I figured I'm bringing my resume and yeah, yeah. I'm going to try to push my skill. Yeah. So I walked in the door, 7 o'clock Monday morning, and I'm standing at the front front desk. Of course, nobody's here at 7 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Finally, Dean walks through about a quarter after, says, can I help you? I said, yeah, you know, I'm from Kelly Services. Uh, they sent me over. I said, you'd have some warehouse work or something. And he said to me, oh, I'm sorry, I got enough Kelly people. I, I don't need any more <laughs> garbage people or floor sweepers. At which point I was like, well, well wait a minute. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not just, you know, from Kelly. I'm a welder. Here's my resume. Please, please look at my resume. Yeah. So he, you know, grabbed it and looked it over for a brief moment and said, yeah, well, we got work for you. <laughs> yeah. You welder? Yeah. yeah. Come on back. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah, that's how I got here, and I ended up doing garbage detail and whatever else for the first couple At of days until okay. he could get me weld tested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I uh, did the weld test, and that went exceptionally well, considering I hadn't touched a TIG welder in probably 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> what I, kind of welding had you been doing then? Stick, stick welding. Okay. All stick welding. All stick, okay. I, uh, I did eight years as an iron worker. And where was that? Was that in the state? Or? That was up here. It was up here. That okay. was up here, yeah. Okay. Yeah, did did eight years for an iron worker, and that ended poorly because of uh, just differences. We'll, sure. We'll go with that. Sure. I think we've all had that job where, yeah. you know, we can't put on our resume. Yeah, and that's our, just it. I, I don't put it on my resume because we ended in bad situations, so. Yeah, no, you can't use that as a reference. Yeah. Right. All right. We've, Right. So we have that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so did you, um, uh, when did you get into welding? Were you in, in school? Or you know, that? when I was in high school, okay. um, I, I had a friend of mine that I'd, we'd been friends since kindergarten. And his dad owned Salve Ironworks, okay. which is a huge structural steel fabricator in Syracuse, where I'm from. Okay. And I said, yeah, you know. You gotta, you gotta go. To, you gotta learn how to weld. Be a welder. You gotta be a welder, cause someday my dad's gonna, you know, step yeah. down and I'll be top dog, and you can be my right hand man. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. I was like, that sounds like a plan. So I went to school, learned how to weld, got my welding degree, got out of school, went to work with my buddy for his father, and. Uh, yeah, it wasn't long I came to realize that my buddy wasn't wasn't the brightest light in the chandelier, maybe, <laughs> or, you know, in lieu of being kind to him. And, uh, yeah, he, he didn't last long with his dad. Um, but, you know, I did well. He's still an iron worker. He's a union iron worker. Okay. And, you know, he loves the, the, he loves the job, loves the field. He just wasn't cut out to run a crew. Okay. Right. Yeah, Some sure, people yeah. just don't yeah, have that. Sure. 
But uh, that's how I got into it. So that, I got into welding, and yeah, from there I started working, doing iron work. Hooked up, had a girlfriend that I was breaking up with at the time. So she was moving to New Hampshire, asked me if I could help her move. Okay. I said, yeah, me and my buddy will drive you out there from, from Syracuse to New Hampshire. Okay. That's, that's not that far, right? No, it's a six-hour drive. Is it that much? Yeah. So, New York was that big. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So we loaded a, her U-Haul and drove her out there and came to be a Sunday. I picked up the Sunday paper and I read, wow, iron workers, starting wage, 12 bucks an hour I'm Thinking, well, I was working for six fifty in Syracuse. Uh, I'm oh, gonna hang God. around. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna like, hang around one more night, put in my you know yeah. application, see what happens. And well, the next morning, Monday, I did and went out, and they were like, "Yeah, hired me right on the spot." Oh, twelve fifty an hour. I said, "Well, I need a week to go back to Syracuse, yeah. finalize my shit. thing." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. be back in a week, and that there began pretty much began my career. Okay, and nice. I did uh, did iron work I, and. I did a little bit of TIG welding in New Hampshire okay. 30 years ago. <laughs> I, you know, I did the ironwork for a little while. I did. I took a job as a welder in a helium compressor manufacturing plant. All right. Okay. Helium is the smallest molecule. Yes, it is. And for a helium compressor, they test all their fittings and all their tanks with a sniffer. Okay, yeah. That is so strong that if somebody walks into the building with a helium balloon, it will know it. Yeah. It can pick it up. I'm like, that's amazing. So that's how they would test all of the welds. What do you use helium compressed, like compressed helium for? I mean, obviously the party stores, but there's got to be an industrial industrial use. I I would imagine so. Oh, you know what? I think I remember hearing that... um, the, the LHC, that big particle accelerator in Europe, it's cooled by liquid helium, I think. Oh, yeah. Man. And they had a, they had a uh, one of the failures or shutdowns or something was because a, a friggin' seagull dropped a piece of, like, crusty bread on a line, and it damaged it or something. What? I'll have to, I mean... Yeah, that's crazy. Right? Wow. And it's like, I'm thinking, why would you have... Something that critical, that vulnerable. Yeah. So I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm probably. I mean, I'm sure our, our listeners right now are just yeah. screaming, "No, you idiot! That's not. <laughs> that's not what, what are you happened. talking about? Read a book, Paul. Come on." So, but I thought I remember hearing something about that. Anyway, so that was my time, New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Okay. And then I don't that, know if you got from that. I've moved all over the country. I've lived all over. Yeah, the it country. sounds like it, man. West, east, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. All I've never lived on the interior. Oh, okay. Like Montana, or I don't know, Kansas, Colorado, Kansas. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Things like that. Interior Missouri. States, I've, yeah. I've never Far lived on any yeah. interior states. I was the perimeter. And so after New Hampshire. So New Hampshire came, and I did that for about six years. I was there and uh, met another girl that I fell in love with. And we moved to Austin, Texas, because <laughs> I was sick of winners. Oh, okay. So we moved to Austin, Texas, and uh, my first job down there was doing iron work, but uh, that didn't last long, a couple, six months or so. And it ended up taking a job doing automatic gates and controlled entry systems. Okay. Like, yeah. 
big automatic gates. Yeah. Well, that's huge down in Texas, Austin, Texas. Okay. A, because of the crime. Oh. And okay. B, because of the money. Oh, okay. You would not believe how many pro ball players live around Austin, Texas. Oh, really? I've okay. got so many ball cards signed really? from installing automatic gates. Football really? players, baseball players. Hmm. Yeah, I probably got a dozen cards, signed cards from players. That I'm not a ball guy, but right. I, I'm yeah. like, well, I'll take signed cards. Hell yeah. Someday something. it might be yeah. worth something. Yeah. Is it the weather? Or is it? I, mean, what, I wonder what the attraction I, is. I think it's the Things weather, okay. year-round weather. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's beautiful. It's like, you know, southern Miami or something. It's beautiful okay. year-round. Is it, what's the humidity like? Is it? It's not bad. Dry? Okay. Austin, Texas is beautiful. Okay. If, if there, I would go back to Austin. Sure. Like to live? Uh, yeah. Okay. I've yeah. heard it's a really cool city. It's, it's, it's a, a lot really of artists, cool like city. a really good artist community. A lot of live music. Yeah, live music. Capital yep. of the world. Sure. That's yeah. Awesome. You yeah. know, they shut down Sixth Street yeah. every single night because the bars and the and the restaurants literally are just. They have to close the street. It's so many people. Oh, okay, so you no. couldn't drive. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah so you long. couldn't drive anyway. So, and that's a nightly thing, every night. Nice. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's cool. And if you like live music, Austin, Texas is a place to be. Sure. And that's where my daughter was born. Oh, cool. Right. So yeah, you know, my daughter. A special place in your heart, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But I love Austin, Texas. Nice. And uh, Dallas, as close as I got, I would like to. And we were in Dallas, so I'm like, I don't know how close Austin is. That's eh, not close. Not at all. <laughs> no, it's three like, hours. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's, now it's like, yeah. yeah. A couple hundred miles. Yeah. Well, we don't have time to go there. So, yeah. Did Austin for almost two years. My daughter was born down there and uh, decided we didn't, well, we didn't have any family down there. And I wanted my kids to know their grandparents and mine were all passed already. So Okay. I said, let's move back to Bismarck, North Dakota. That's where... <laughs> My wife, that's where her family's from. So. Oh, okay. We went to Bismarck, and there was no real work there for me. It's the capital. So it's a paper town. Oh. Uh, very, very, very little industry. All right. The only thing that Bismarck had was Bobcat. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. That's where they're at. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I didn't get in the Bobcat plant and uh, wasn't finding much work. I had met up with a young young guy in Austin that worked in Alaska mm. in a cannery, a remote cannery. So we headed off down there and ended up becoming friends. And when I couldn't find any work in Bismarck, I hit him up and said, hey, it's almost that time of the year to go to Alaska. Any work? And he ended up hooking me up and giving me some phone numbers. And okay. I beat the bushes for a good month, Got a, got somebody to agree to take a chance on me as a mechanic. Okay. Fudged my resume a little bit <laughs> to show that I was, you know, I didn't outright lie. You know, I, I told them, yes, I've rebuilt some Chevy motors. I, I've always been a yeah. 4x4 guy, yeah. worked on trucks, cars, you know. I, yeah. If it's mechanical, I can usually fix it. Yeah. And uh, so they took a chance, gave me a job, packed up. My buddy says, you got to build a crate for your clothes and your, your tools. We'll take that to Seattle, put it on the boat, mm-hmm. and then we'll fly up. Because mm-hmm. the only way in or out of this cannery was by boat or seaplane. And what was the name of the place again? Alatak. Alatak. Alatak, okay. Alaska. Okay. So 
we get the, he says, oh, we're going a little early so we can spend a couple of days with a friend of mine in, oh, what the heck was the name of that city? It's on the border of Oregon and in Washington State. In Washington State. Boy, I don't know. I don't know It'll come to me in a minute. Okay. It's where they filmed the movie Short Circuit. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I actually was in, went and saw the yard where the number five yeah. dis- disassembled well, yeah. the, the yeah. Firebird. <laughs> remember him? Tore the guy's Firebird. I do remember that. I was in that park in That's that hilarious. parking lot of that house. Oh, man. It's Steve Gutenberg, right? Yep, Steve yeah. Gutenberg. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he says, yeah, we're going to spend a couple days with a friend of mine before we go. All right, whatever. So we get there, and we're, we're getting ready, and he's like, come on, we got to go get some wood, build another another crate. I'm like, I, I got a crate. My stuff's all packed. He says, oh, well, we're going to a remote cannery. Mm-hmm. So there's nowhere to buy beer or liquor <laughs> or anything. He's like, uh, we're going to be there all summer. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, luckily I had like a grand in my pocket thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to be gone for the summer. I should have some money. Yeah. Not thinking I'm going to be on a remote cannery. Where would I spend any money? Yeah. So I blew that $1,000 on we filled a four foot by four foot by four foot crate. <laughs> Full of liquor and beer. <laughs> Didn't take more. Lasted long. a month. Yeah. That, <laughs> you know, it was more liquor than anything else, and it lasted right up to the last week I was there. Oh, I bet you guys were rationing for that yep. last probably yep. two or three the weeks. The last couple of weeks, hell yeah. <laughs> but on, on, the, on the other side of that, though, working in a cannery as a mechanic, I was boat mechanic, and they called it anything that was rolling stock. Had a motor, yeah, yeah. So we maintained a sixty-plus boat fleet, and each boat had a skiff, mm-hmm. which had a, you know either a V eight or something in it. And then we had over thirty forklifts. Oh wow! So we maintained, this is a big can, yeah, right? and it was just two of us, yeah, two with mechanics, the can there. huh? With the can there, salmon, salmon, okay. salmon yeah, cannery, and they also canned uh, row. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. sure. Which, yeah, we all know is caviar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, they would have it by the freaking four-foot totes full of caviar. Oh, wow. Full. And to this day, I've not tried any of it. No. I was going to say, you were probably so sick of it. Yeah. Probably, yeah. No. Where was I? So, uh, Oh, maintaining the... It, maintaining the boats and 60-boat fleet. And the, yeah, we had our crate of liquor and alcohol, whatever. But we had another way of coming across that that I was not aware of. When you're up there and the boats have a closure, a fishing closure, mm-hmm. well, that's when the captains bring the boats in and they want things fixed because mm-hmm. you've got a, maybe a 12-hour closure yeah. or whatever. Well, when you get, you know, 60 boats, you're going to get more than one yeah, that well, wants something fixed. Yeah, yeah. Well, how do you think they gain favor? <laughs> a boat can go to town, go to Kodiak and pick up, Couple oh, yeah. gallons of whiskey. Oh yeah. Mm, ice cream. Oh yeah. Fresh fruit. Yeah. Nice. So that's how they would gain favor, you know. You'd you'd be working and one of the captains come in and say, Hey man, I need a water pump changed. You know, can you get to it by the end of today? And you're like, Well, I I got three other jobs in front of you and 
he pulls out a Galen and Jack Daniels, and all of a sudden, he got moved yeah, to the front of the line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. the currency. Money money has no meaning. Money, yeah. It, there was no reason for me to have $1,000 to go to El Attack, Alaska. They do have a, like a, it was called the, the company store. Mm-hmm. Where they did sell like some clothes that said Alatac, or yeah, yeah, yeah. they did have some vegetables and stuff, but that was for the remote town that was just around the corner, a little town called Akiak. Okay, and they oh. would come over and work in the cannery during the summer, but that's also their only contact to like outside uh, food or news yeah. or magazines or yeah. Things like that. So, Crazy. yeah, it was it was interesting. That was because I looked briefly went on Google Maps and found Akiak. Yeah, and there was like there's like quickly counted like forty structures in the in total on the whole town. little town. And yeah. there's there's it's just one road. Yeah, that goes from one yeah. end of the island to the other, and part of it's the airstrip. That's right. On the uh, southwest end of the town, there yeah. was an airstrip. Yeah. I clicked on uh, the, what is it, the street view. Yeah. And, and there was nothing except, like, dots where people had taken pictures and, like, uploaded. And I think I showed you one. <laughs> yeah. I just clicked on one and looked, and it's like, oh, that's a nice river seen in a valley. And I'm spinning around, and there's two bears right in the, the creek. And it's like, yeah. holy cow. Okay. Yeah. That happened to us one night. We were, really? well, <laughs> being summertime, it was light out oh, yeah. until, yes. like, 3 in the morning. Yeah. yeah. And I mean light, like, at midnight. It'd be like five o'clock in the afternoon on the summer on a summer day here. Wow! It'd yeah. be that. I mean, the yeah. sun was up at, at midnight. Yeah. So it was funny, you know. You worked eight in the morning to late at night mm-hmm. every day, but it didn't seem mm. bad or like no, you know because this lot still have four hours. Well, yeah. and everybody did it, so you didn't have buddies that were out ah, drinking and no, oh, yeah. my buddies out waiting for me or yeah, everybody worked till eight o'clock. So. Right. You know, that's the way it was. And the only people you know are the only people. The only people there are the ones working. Yeah, exactly. That's literally the only people there. But we would still, we'd go down, you know, after after work. We'd grab whatever, a couple beers, go down to the end of the the plant. And they had another new dock that they had built down there. So we would go down. It was kind of off-site a little bit. And drink down on the the dock. Well, one day we're down there drinking... And two bears come walking down the beach. Oh. You're like, oh, cool, check it out. Oh, wait, yeah. Oh, wait a minute, they're going. Oh, they're getting up on the dock. Oh shit, we're down the end of the dock. Yeah. We're literally canning fresh salmon. Yeah, right yeah. inside. That's a good yeah. point. Like, yeah. there's, a, there's, as you put it, four by four totes yeah. of row in there. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. it's, 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 an, old, it's an old country buffet. Those guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, here we go. But they yeah. come up and they they got up onto the dock and. For whatever reason, they just went across and down the other side. Yeah. But had they decided to walk down the dock, oh, yeah. Been swimming. yeah, we'd all jumped off the dock. Sure. Yeah. yeah, that was crazy. Oh, we we were all like, "Hey, that's cool. That's oh shit, oh, oh shit. Oh, okay, it's cool." Again. No, no. <laughs> yeah. So how long were we up there? I got up there. It was uh, April second to September second. Okay, just the summer months. Now. Yep, four yeah. months. Okay. Did you go back the next year? Or I did not. Did I did the okay. one year, and uh, that was supposed to be my last big, you know, hurrah of single life. My daughter had just been born. Oh, okay. So, luckily, I, you know, I flew back 
September 2nd, my daughter's birthday is the end of the month. So oh, perfect. it worked no, out perfect. Nice. What day is it? 27th. Okay. Mine's the 25th. Okay. September. My kids, twins are the 26th. 25th, my girlfriend's son is the 26th, my daughter's the 27th, and my girlfriend's the 30th. That's funny. Yeah. You get hammered. I get months. hammered in September. Yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. And then my wife's is October 6th, so we have like two weeks there where it's just like... Yeah. So after uh, after Alaska, what was the next the next stop? After Alaska, I, I went back to Bismarck. Bismarck. Got back, you know, with the family and... Uh, Decided I need to go someplace a little more commercial, a little more industrial. Yeah. So that's when I moved to Fargo. Ah, okay. Got it. Yeah. Then it was Fargo. Yeah. During the time that I was living in New Hampshire, I did some, you know, went out to Seattle, lived out there for about six months. Okay. You know, um, went to San Diego for a short time. Oh. I was in the Navy for a short time. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Very short time. Okay. (laughs) I'm probably the only person you know that has done five weeks in the Navy. <laughs> I don't talk about it because I can't use it. Can't, it's not on anything. Sure. Yeah. I went in the Navy, and uh, I actually, you know, people have regrets in their life. I have two. Okay. One of them is that I didn't stay in the Navy. Okay. I went in for a six-month or for a six-year stint as an HT hull technician. A what? Hull technician. Oh, well, hull. I, I had the welding degree sure. behind me. Yeah. And uh, I was doing boot camp, and my brother ended up passing away from cancer oh, at the age of 23. Oh, man. Wow. And when I come home, you know, Red Cross pulled me out of boot camp, sent oh, me home for that. Sure. And while I was home, my mother was given a short time as well. Oh, man. So when they sent me back, Red Cross said, you know, uh, see now you're the last of the family name. Yeah. Your mom is passing. They offered me an out. Ah. And I was a 19-year-old kid, and I've never regretted anything more. Okay. Than leaving the Navy. I wish I had stayed. Okay. I had been retired uh, 15 years or so by now. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Yeah, well. That's how it goes. You can't change the past, though. No. Yeah. Make do. How did you find uh, Seattle and San Diego, West Coast there? How was uh, chasing girls again. Oh, okay. I followed a girlfriend. Um, I didn't actually follow her. I was living in... Did she know you were following her? But yeah. <laughs> actually, I was driving her. We, uh, so when I was living in New Hampshire, her mom sold her house, was following some religious character named Ramtha. I don't okay. know if you've ever heard of that. Oh, uh, wait. Was that the one, the Netflix Wild Country guy? I don't even know. I don't oh, know. It was built that, that city? I don't, know. I don't know if that was it or not. Uh, it, it was in Yelm, Washington. In Yelm. Uh, that, yeah, I think you're right, man. They built Ramtha. that city out there? Or was that in California? That I'm thinking of. Anyways, her mom sold her house and was going to Follow the Ramtha lifestyle, mm-hmm. whatever, something, I don't know. Okay. So she bought a, a Ford van and a, a silver bullet camper. What do they call them? The Airstream? Yeah, Airstream. Yeah. She bought a, a Ford van and an Airstream, packed up what she wanted to keep, asked me if I would drive it to Washington for her. From New Hampshire. From New Hampshire. The hell of a trip. And I had been on workman's comp for an injury on my foot. Mm. 
we need to talk about injuries. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. And uh, so I, I, she says, yeah, I want to drive to Washington, but I'm not going straight across. We're going to go down the East Coast, across the southern states, and up the West Coast because it was February. She's oh, like, okay. I don't want to drive through the northern yeah, states. Yeah, well, that's, oh, yeah. that's understandable. And drive like, through Wyoming know, in the middle of winter? I've yeah, done that. Yeah. Idaho, Montana? Yeah, no. That. No, no thanks. That, right. So I said, yeah, I'll drive the van, no problem. We took two months to drive across the country. All right. You know, her, her daughter is my girlfriend, so mm-hmm. it was me and my girlfriend and her mom. Okay. Drove them to Washington, and so that was, uh, that's what got me to Washington. I ended up flying home. Grabbed my truck and everything I owned and drove back out to Washington to wow. be with my girlfriend. Did you take the northern route? I took the northern well, route. Well, by then it was, you know, spring. Marchish, yeah. So. And, uh, yeah, so I drove out and stayed for six months or so. And a buddy of mine <laughs> from New Hampshire had just come back from the Army. He's like, hey, man, I got two weeks leave. Where are you at? And I said, I'm, I'm in Washington with my girl, with Vicky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, come on back. I got two weeks. Let's party. <laughs> oh, you know, and I'm like, I ain't coming back. Come on. And he's like, come on, just come back. Come on. He's bugging me and shit. And I'm like, it, it was like midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning on the phone. And I'm like trying to get out of this phone call. And I'm like, listen, dude, whatever. You fly out here. I'll drive you home. Okay. All right, bye. Like, knock at the door. (laughs) You know, went through the night. And the next day, about 4 o'clock the next morning, I get a call. I'm at SeaTac Airport. You coming to get me? Holy crap. (laughs) Like, are you kidding me, dude? My buddy Mike Kiernan. Yeah, he flew out on a whim. Wow. And uh, he's like, oh, you said you'd drive me back. You son of a bitch. Yeah, I guess. I guess. No, what else am I going to do? That was a funny conversation I had with my girlfriend. Uh, hey, I promised I'd drive uh, him home. <laughs> By the way, I'm leaving you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that, that was crazy. So back to New Hampshire. Back to New Hampshire for a little while, and that's where I ended up meeting my ex-wife. Okay. Um, friend of a friend, mutual friend, whatever. We Yeah, we dated for two months. Three months, kind of uh, friends with benefits kind of thing. All right. But winter came, and I was sick of the weather, and I just bought a brand-new truck. She was giving me a ride to work because I had it taken in for a new clutch. It was a crappy winter day. Mm. So we stopped for breakfast, had breakfast, and I slid a quarter off the table. So I'll tell you what, heads we moved to Texas, tails we don't. Flipped a quarter. Went from that restaurant to where I worked, gave my notice. <laughs> As it was. As it was. And oh, we, moved, we moved to Texas a week later. Holy shit. Well, yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's kind of like I'm. I'm I was young. Sure. It was easy to do. Sure. Yeah. You know, and yeah. having a welding background, I yeah, knew I could work anywhere. I have never, ever had trouble finding work yeah, exactly. anywhere in this country. Sure. Yeah. You know, sure. I, I took welding as, as a, at the tech school, 11th and 12th grade, and I had job offers before I even got out of high school. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, for like someone, I think naturally I'm just wired to be a homebody, and I mean, I'm sure there's some like childhood reasons why that is too, but it like, 
scares me and gives me anxiety to think about living like that. But at the same time, it's got to be so liberating to just be like, yeah, we can just pick up and go. And it is very liberating. Yeah. I have yeah. to tell you, though, as I get older, it's harder. Oh, sure. It was much easier when I was younger. <laughs> sure. I mean, now I'm, yeah. I'm an empty nester. Okay. I'm set, trying to sell my house. Yeah. And, again, I'm looking at those options. Okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm selling my house. I love my job here, but yeah, there's there's so much more that I wanted to do still. Yeah. 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 You know, I may be 53, but I am by no means done living. Right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So many more things I want to do. So where's the next uh, the next stop? I'm planning South Miami. Miami. South Miami. I'm hope my uh my fiance lives down there and she's 20 minutes from the Keys. Oh, wow. 20 minutes from the Everglades or 20 minutes from South Beach. <laughs> Doesn't sound that bad. It doesn't no, it sound doesn't. that bad. Better get there before it's underwater. You know, I, yeah. I have to laugh. We were talking this morning before I come to work, and she says, "Yeah, it's it's crazy down here. Everybody's going crazy. Walmart is empty, or you know, they've shopped it out." Okay. And I'm like, well, "Why? Are you guys getting a hurricane or something?" She goes, "No." They said the temperature is going to go down to 65 this weekend. Oh, come. On. <laughs> I'm like 65. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Yeah, that's they clean. They shopped out the Walmart. All the warm clothes, all the water. Oh my! I'm like, first of all, why water? It's 65. <laughs> yeah, not like you're not gonna have fresh water. Yeah, yeah. And that's warm camping weather. Yeah. Right, exactly. You know, good, good work outside weather. Yeah. yeah. Holy it's like 65. You might think about putting pants on. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, go from shorts. Yeah, oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. My uncle. Uh, he's from Finland. My dad was saying. My, fam- my whole family is basically from Cyprus, which is an island in the Mediterranean. Yeah, I know where it is. I, I do. Keep, okay. I keep getting calls and, and things from people that want to send me scam yeah. stuff. I once, yeah. the house in Fargo, Yeah, I did some remodeling. Okay. I don't know if you've ever watched um, American Pickers or whatever. Oh, yeah. I've heard of it, yeah. I was remodeling this house. I found a bunch of old posters. Oh. Like um, ball posters. Okay. No, not ball posters. Cigarette posters. Oh, okay. With ball players. Gotcha. Like Sid Luckman. Okay. From, he was a baseball player. Mm-hmm. Or no, Sid Luckman was quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Okay. Back in the 50s. Oh, wow. And Stan Musial oh, yeah. was a baseball player from Florida. Sure. So I found these cigarette advertising posters in the walls. Okay. In my house in Fargo. Oh, wow. Didn't think much of it. Kept them because I thought, oh, wait a minute, ball players yeah. doing cigarette and tobacco yeah. advertisements? Yeah. I'm going to hold on to these. And they weren't in the best shape or whatever. But uh, after watching American Pickers and some other things, and I saw somebody that made a crap ton of money on a uh, Donald Duck or Mickey Mouse poster from the original oh, movie. Oh, sure. And I thought, oh, posters go. are worth money. Yeah. So I put them online. Yeah. Somebody from Cyprus really sent me some checks, wow. $6,000 for each poster that I had. Holy and they're like, if you go cash these, uh-huh. yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. I took them to the bank and said, you know, I'd like to know if these are good. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm trying to cash them, but I'm, I'm right. suspect yeah. that they're crap. And yeah. they were. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think they've had some economic difficulties lately, and I think, I mean, this was not, obviously this wasn't recently, but uh, I think right now it's, they've got similar banking policies to, like, Switzerland, 
So they tend to be, you know, tax shelters. Yeah. The banks that tend to be tax shelters okay. and stuff for the super, super, super rich. rich. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, but apparently that's been yeah that's been going on for for a while there. Oh yeah. Um, okay. So but um, and that I mean the climate there is um, like Southern California. Yeah. And yeah. Um, uh, so when uh, something about like when my uncle visited, my uncle was a uh, soldier for NATO. No. The UN, I'm sorry, the UN, and uh, was there, and um, like in the winter, it'd get to 70, and people are walking around with sweaters. Yeah. And he's just, you know, 70's a heat wave in Finland. Yeah, yeah. So he's like roasting in his uniform, and everyone's just like, man, man <laughs> close the window. Yeah. He's like, are you kidding yeah. me? Uh, I did weird. end up selling those posters. You did? Through a, uh, an auction house in Chicago. Okay. They had me send them down there, and they, oh, right. you know, did whatever it is they have to do with them, and I ended up getting just about six grand a piece for them. Wow! No I kidding. had twelve of those posters. Holy crap! <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, that turned out really well. Time to go home and look <laughs> in the walls. Huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Whoa! I got an old house. Who knows what's in there? Yeah, yeah. It was in, you know, it was in the uh, ceiling. They had to, that. Fake tile-looking board oh, yeah, up on yeah, the ceiling. Yeah, no, right. There wasn't a stitched sheetrock in this whole house. No, really. Glass and, and plaster. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I pulled down all that board to put up sheetrock, and all these posters were pushed up in between the mm-hmm. joists. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. It was crazy. I got pictures of them still. I'd go home and start tearing drywall down, but I'd, we built so right. We <laughs> yeah. house, so, so yeah, like, damn, I find anything like that. Yeah. So maybe a gum wrapper from 2003, but that's right. not get me any right. yeah. or an empty beer can or something. <laughs> yeah. I had a friend who found guns in the wall. Whoa. The wall of her. She bought an old shack out in New Hampshire. was uh, just outside of town, and she was doing some remodeling to you know, bring it up to code and tore some of the walls out to run the electric and a bunch of rifles in the wall. Whoa. That's crazy. Yeah. There's going to be a story behind that. Yeah, yeah sure. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if outlaw or if just somebody just that's paranoid. Yeah. And paranoid. That's wild. Yeah. Feds come and get me, just yeah. bust open the wall, and here we go. You ever had any injuries? Uh, I have, but I don't think I've had an injury on par with uh, the story you're about to tell us. <laughs> I don't know which one to start I've with. I've broken a wrist, I've broken a collarbone. As far as injuries go, that's probably the worst. Yeah, that's not bad. How about you? Broken heart. Broken heart. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, I've seriously never broken a bone. Really? No, I think I, I think I cracked. Might have cracked my ankle when I was like two or something like yeah, that, oh, jumping yeah. off it. But I, I think it was just a fracture. I think I, think I might have had a cast for a little wow. while or something like that. But yeah, yeah. Like, what kid doesn't? Yeah, yeah I've right. never like totally never broken a bone. Or... Well, there used to be. A list on my refrigerator at home that my kids and I we, you know, kind of wrote up one time, laughing about how I'm kind of accident prone. Okay. And I think I was somewhere in the neighborhood of thirty visits, thirty <laughs> times I've been to the hospital for something more than just to be checked out. Yeah. You know, yeah. Stitches so or, or whatever. Or, yeah, I've got my share. Shattered heel. Walked off a building. Was that the workers' comp one? Yep. Okay. Uh, and that was in New Hampshire. Okay. 
for the six years I was there, I was on workman's comp. My heel, if you saw it, the bottom of my foot looks like hamburger. Oh, man. <laughs> I call it my hamburger foot. Okay. I, you know, and when they did the reconstructive surgery, I told the doc, hey, it's just got to work. It doesn't have to look pretty. I go to the beach, I can stick that in the sand, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I think he took that to heart. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have fun with this one. Hit that anesthetic. Yeah. 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 Well, the, it wasn't the original break, the shattered heel, that was the problem. I had an incision that wouldn't close. Oh. So they ended up doing a skin graft. Oh, where they it's... took the bottom of my foot out, pulled it out, and trimmed it to size, whatever. Didn't mm. disconnect it. They wanted the vein and artery and put it in the incision that had oh ripped open God. and wouldn't close. Because you needed the vein and artery. Yeah, for the blood flow. Yeah, yeah. So oh. the funny thing is now, like, on the side of my heel, I have a patch. Okay. It looks like a patch. Yeah. It's the bottom of my foot. Oh, they just moved up to... They, they you know, yeah. they cut it out, cut a slit over here to tuck in everything. Yeah. And put it in over here. And then took seven hundredths of an inch off of my ass to cover the bottom of my foot. So Wait. now to so scratch what they my, cover your ass up with. Well, to scratch my <laughs> ass, I gotta take off my boot. There you go. <laughs> no, but the funny thing is, the bottom where they they took the bottom of my foot out and put it in the side, it's still the bottom of my foot. It still tickles, like my kids. Weird. My kids, like all the time they're growing up, they. Yeah. It was funny. They touch the side of my foot, yeah, and I'd be like, Ah, it's body tickles me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, that was crazy. And then since I've been here, I, I've had my fair share of, of accidents here. I was quadriplegic for two days. The Best Buy. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Did you hear about that? He was telling me, almost telling me something, but I was like, you got to hear the story. Yeah. I uh, was coming up off of 31. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, for the listeners, they're not going to know, but, it, it, you know, if you come up from 31 into the Best Buy parking lot, goes to that far back corner. Where you have to turn right. and you come out right. on airport. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that corner is the absolute lowest point in the whole parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. And it had been sleet and rain all day, freezing. Mm-hmm. It was about 8 o'clock at night. I was in a hurry to get home. Came up, came to that corner in a brand new Kia Sorento. Brand new. Wasn't a couple weeks old. Yeah. Hit the brakes, slowed down to make the corner. Well, it was just all ice. Block yeah. ice. So as the anti-lock brakes pumped... I went right off the end, through a plastic, two-rail plastic PVC guardrail, yeah. nosedived, and on the roof of the car. Flipped over on its roof. Holy shit. That's a pretty good drop-off, too. It's about 20 feet. Oh, and that is such a weird <laughs> parking lot. Yeah. 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 It's just odd. I mean, both in and out is just yeah. weird. I mean, getting in and out of that Best Buy is yeah. sucks. So, yeah, I'm upside down in the car. I'm thinking, oh, oh shit. My first... My first thought was, how am I going to get the car home in the garage so she doesn't see that? <laughs> that was my first thought. Yeah, yeah. And that quickly faded away because I realized, oh, wait a minute, I can't move my legs. Holy shit, yeah. So I'm laying there, you know, I'm there, my legs up under the dash still. I'm like, shit, I got I to gotta get out of here. I got to help. I'm trying to yell. Well, I have no diaphragm strength either. Right. I mean, everything, I'm... I can yeah. barely move. So I'm like, all right, I got to get myself out of here. My arms are still moving a little bit, so I went to reach up to grab the steering wheel and right myself. My hands came back and hit me in the face. 
like, what the hell? I go to grab the steering wheel again and, you know, to pull yeah. myself up. My hands come back in. I'm like, what the hell? I put my hands up on the steering wheel and I'm like, oh, I, I can't. I can't grasp anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't move my fingers. I couldn't couldn't hold. I'm like, oh shit, I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm laying there, and I know I got a spinal cord injury, and I'm thinking, all right, I know you're not supposed to move, not supposed to do anything, but I'm not gonna lay here and die. Yeah. So I started flopping around, flopping around. My feet fell out from under the dash. I thought, all right, I'll just try to push myself out the window. So I start pushing with my right leg because it moved a little bit. So I get about three in. I'm pushing and pushing. And well, I'm wearing a winter coat, my Carhartt yeah. with a hood. So I'm it's pushing out and all of a sudden, <clears throat> my hood's stuck on something. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm halfway out the window. Yeah. That's a bitch. I'm like, I can't believe this. All the freaking things. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, well, I got to do something. So I just started rocking my body left to right. Left you think to right. this is going to be a bullshit obituary, man. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> That's how I go. And, you know, I'm pushing and rocking and rolling and tink. Oh, all right. It came loose. So I push myself out the window the rest of the way. And I'm out there in the sleet and crappy slush. Yeah, now you're outside the elements. Right. You know? And it's yeah. been sleet and freezing rain all day. So I'm I'm out there on my back and snowing in my face. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to try to get myself turned around lean up against the car. And I'll yell for help. The pack of coyotes. And you're like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so I do. I get myself turned around with my arms. I can't, I can't make a <laughs> fist. I can't open my hand to hold myself. So I'm using my half... You know, half useful hands. Mm-hmm. I push myself up over against the car, and I start getting my body up, and I'm almost up in a sit-up position. And I, I get up, up in the sit-up position, and I fell right over the other way, up face first <laughs> in the snow. Oh, and I literally chuckled to myself and said, "Man, you're <laughs> yeah. yeah." I was like, yeah. "You're screwed. You you need to get out of this." So I, you know. Again, went pushed myself up best I could to lean. Got the other arm over on the other side, so I'm sitting there kind of balancing myself, and I'm trying to yell for help. Help! Help! I had no uh, diaphragm strength. I yeah. couldn't even yell. Oh, no, so I'm sitting there, and I'm saying, "What the hell am I going to do? What am I going to do?" So, well, I'm not going to sit here and die. So I fell over on my right side because I could move my right arm a little bit and my right leg. I fell over on my right side and started scooching. About two, three inches at a time. And if you're familiar with the Best Buy parking lot, you know where it comes from the drop-off, comes yeah. up actually to a big yeah. hill. Yeah. Well, I scooched and scooched and scooched Off and scooched. Well, to try to get up yeah. to the parking lot yeah. level anyways. Yeah. So I finally get up, you know, and I can see up over the parking lot, and I flop my body over the curb. So I'm like half laying in the road. And all of a sudden the car comes, you know, slows down. <laughs> window rolls down lady looks out she's like are you okay I'm like no I'm paralyzed yeah. <laughs> I was in a car accident called 911 I'm stargazing what do you think <laughs> yeah, I'm doing yeah. Yeah. I'm enjoying the weather out here and she freaked out immediately oh my god oh, man. 911 and yeah next thing I know they're putting me in the ambulance and off oh, yeah. I went but I went apparently I went over the edge the clock on the car said 8.15. Mm-hmm. They put me in the ambulance at 10.30. Ooh. So I was yeah. out there crawling around for a, for a couple hours. A couple hours, yeah. It took me a while to get up to the parking lot level. 
Oh, sure. Did, did and, you, uh, tell you what, I, I didn't, wasn't cold, I wasn't in any pain, really? I had no problems until that lady. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, until I said, hi, I yeah, was in an accident, call yeah. 911, I rolled over, and immediately just started freezing, shivering, yeah. shaking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Adrenal- the ad- that adrenaline rush going, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and did how long did it feel to you? You said it was a couple of hours. It didn't feel like it was hours. Okay. I mean, because I was just <clears throat> kept, I just kept going, kept trying to do something, you know. Oh, for sure. Moving forward, I didn't want to sit and stay or get comfortable. Cool. I didn't want to fall asleep. No. I got to get out of here. Yeah. So it, it didn't seem like a couple of hours to me, but it was. What was the recovery process like? Well, I was quadriplegic for two days i couldn't move oh. my arms or legs when they finally got me into the hospital and you know the next morning they come in obviously i had a bunch of swelling in my neck and they start doing tests and they're running the needle and whatever on your bottom of your foot mm-hmm. and mm. your palms and i had no response at all on my arms nothing right. and they're like all right well we're going to give it another day or so for the swelling to go down Right. Before we even think about getting in there, obviously right. went through the MRIs and all that. And so after about two days, they did surgery and uh, they did double fusion, my C5, C6, and C6, C7. So now I've got eight number four self-tapping stainless steel screws in my neck. <laughs> we have those in a bin out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have them in a bin out there. <laughs> and uh, I was in the hospital for... Well, I, it was December 23rd, so I went in the 20, night of the 23rd. They kicked me out of the hospital December 31st. Okay. 30th or 31st. Okay. One week. Quadruple, I went from quadriplegic to walking out of the hospital. Oh, God. Because they wouldn't, they wouldn't let me stay in the hospital because I wouldn't stay in bed at night. Okay. I had to pee. When you got to go, you got to go. Yeah. yeah, I'm not waiting around for a nurse to come hold my hand. Yeah, yeah. so she says you're you're a liability if you won't stay in your bed. We're going to have to send you home. That's so, fine. Okay, All right. yeah. I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah. So yeah, going from that injury, broken neck, to home in one week. Obviously, my physical therapist was like, "You're you're crazy and amazing." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kids. You're right. And, casino after that? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I. You want to know what I did do? I went home and changed my water heater. Wow. <laughs> because while I was in the hospital, they turned the heat off, turned my gas off in my house. Apparently, I didn't pay the gas bill. Well, you might have been preoccupied. I was a little preoccupied. Yes. So they turned off my gas at my house. So my wife's time was heating the house with our wood stove, mm. and we had no hot water. <laughs> So when I got out, you know, obviously I went home, spent the first day, got up the next day. My in-laws were here. I had some friends come by. I said, uh, who's giving me a ride to Menards? I need to buy a get, uh, an electric water heater. Yeah. We, yeah. The electric was still on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they wouldn't do anything <clears throat> to turn that gas on over that holiday weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be there Monday morning, so... I got all weekends. How hard is it? It's like the turn of a wrench, really. Right. right? Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, I ended up installing my hot water heater while... I mean, I had friends help me carry it, whatever. I didn't do that, but... Yeah. I pointed, and I did the wiring. 
Okay. I did do wire it myself. And uh, so, yeah, that got done while I was recovering. <laughs> so in four months, I went back to work. Oh, From a quadriplegic <laughs> to back to work. And four months? Yep. My physical therapist was like, you are my poster child. Nice. Because they weren't even sure I was ever going to walk again. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah they didn't know. They came I mean, and saw yeah. me. Now you're here slinging cabinets around. Yeah, yeah. right. Never You'd right. never know it. I went back and did iron for, like I said, a couple of years after that. I went back and did iron. Oh, yeah. Walked on steel. and. Oh, man. Yeah. I love that job, though. Yeah? It's a, it's a very rewarding job. Okay. That's... It's hard. It's the hardest job I've ever had. Okay. But it's definitely the most rewarding when you drive away at the end of the day and you see. Oh, yeah. Oh, a steel structure that you put up, you know, thousands of tons of metal. Yeah. That you put up. Yeah. That's a cool job. Yeah. I like that. Does your heel still bother you? Uh, my heel does bother me on occasion when I'm on, like, concrete all day on oh, my okay. feet. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I get sore. Yeah. Do you have, like, yeah. special insoles? Or I do not. Okay. I don't have any. There's no, I use no special equipment equipment <laughs> to get through my day. And what about your A little neck? bit of ibuprofen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about your neck or that? Does no. that ever bother you? Or that's, no. That's just good then. No. Yeah. Matter of fact, while I was still on in recovery for my neck, that was all the whole springtime of that year. And then May, it was probably May, rolled around and my son and I were we like to bicycle. Mm-hmm. I love to ride my bike. So we're out riding our mountain bikes, and there's a little trail that goes through the corner of the woods, whatever, in our subdivision. So we're riding bikes, and he dives down into the trail, you know, kind of drops down yeah. off the road. Yeah. He goes down, falls. So I'm coming behind him, unknow- unknowing. Yeah. Yeah. I come around, you know, the corner, and there he is in the middle of the trail, so I hit my brakes, needless to say, grabbed both of my brakes, front oh, wheel yeah. locked right up. And uh-huh. Right up over my handlebars, literally right on the top of my head, oh, and rolled over yeah. on my back. And, of course, my son's sitting there looking at me like, jaw hanging yeah. open, like, are you okay? Yeah. It did not hurt me at all. No problem, no pain. I, you know, I hit the ground, rolled over on my back. And held my stomach from laughter. Oh, my Because <laughs> it was just funny. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah. He had stopped and fallen in the middle of the trail, and I come barreling up behind him and like, ah! <laughs> oh, my God. Bounced off my head, rolled over, laughed, got up, no problem. Them doctors fixed it good. Man. They'd done a good job. Yeah. Of course, I went home and shared that with my wife, and I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> like, if that didn't kill you, yeah, I'm going to. I'm yeah. going to. Yeah. yeah. How do you follow that, dude? That's yeah. That was that was crazy. It was a crazy time. Sure. They made you know. I always had a, uh, I always had a thing with my kids that they couldn't call me old. Don't call me old man, or can't call me old, or say I'm old, until you can run faster than me. Okay. Wow. Well, having to you know learn how to walk all over again. You can imagine the fun they had with that. <laughs> yeah, Papa's old. You're so bad. I run faster than you. Yeah, that ain't true anymore because I can still run as fast as they can. Yeah, now I can. My son might have me beat. He's just turned twenty-one. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He might have me beat. Sure. So yeah, that that was probably my worst injury. 
But I've, yeah, I've had my share. I had. I wouldn't say any worse than that. We wouldn't be talking to you. I had <laughs> 64 stitches in my face when I was a kid because a police dog oh. ripped my most of my jaw off. A police dog? A police dog. My father's brother was the chief of police. Okay. And they had a police dog that had become dangerous, undependable. Oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) You know, back in those days, they used to feed them uh, gunpowder to make them mean. Well, it was making them crazy. They put gunpowder in there. I had no idea. I didn't realize that either, yeah. Who the hell thought that was a good idea? Yeah, I don't know. Hey, this shit blows up. Maybe it'll make our dogs more aggressive. (laughs) Yeah, right. No, but uh, I don't, I don't see the logic train. I don't either. But eight years old, me and my dad going next door for a uh, barbecue, you know, Sunday afternoon, whatever. So we walk out the back door of the house, and we're walking right next door to my uncle's. And, of course, my dad says, don't, don't go near that dog. No. no sooner did the words leave his mouth, I toppled over to the dog. Yeah, yeah. I was loving that on it and all, and I don't know if they brought his food out. Or if it was there already, uh, or what the situation. All I know is the dog went over and put his head in the dog bowl and just was eating. But I wasn't done loving him up. Sure, I yeah. went over. They put him my arms oh, right around his neck. Man. I wanted to go give him a big hug. Oh, shit. Put my arms around his neck. He turned around and took half of my jaw off. So I have a scar, sixty-four stitches, in my face. Yeah. That that was oh, one of my first ones and. Another four four stitches in my chin. Got pushed out of a tree by my brother's friends. <laughs> trying to hang out with my older brother and his oh, friends, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. You know how yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they all went out and climbed up this tree. And I thought, well, I'd climb a tree with them. And I got up a couple of branches. And one of them was like, Foop, out you go. And I face, face planted on a rock. And then I, uh, that was my chin. I had... Four stitches in my scrotum right. <laughs> from we were kids at a at the baseball field and we were all jumping there was this monument at the baseball field, you know, concrete monument with a plaque on it, and around the monument was a you know, posts with a chain that went from post to post. <laughs> I know where this is going, I don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> it's horrible. People on the radio are gonna cringe listening. <laughs> So you, we'd get up on the monument, you know, it was about two foot high, whatever, and we'd jump over the post in front of it, you know. Mm. Well, being kids, <laughs> you know, smart-ass kids, whatever, I mean, you know, it was me and three, four of my buddies. Somebody got up, and I kind of half-pushed him, and he just stepped off, and yeah. no big deal. You know, we were taking turns, you know. Yeah. Well, I got up, came my turn to go jump, and he thought he'd give me a little push, but I was already, like, into the jump. <laughs> Yeah. So needless to say, I yeah. Oh, right on. You know those oh, those post tops that look like a pope's hat. <laughs> well, that's what they had, and I'll tell you what. So it's the middle of a Saturday afternoon, right? There's seven ball fields, seven ball diamonds on this at this park. Two balls on the ground. <laughs> One ball on the ground. <laughs> no. So I jump. I do that. I hit this thing. And I let out a scream so loud, all seven ball diamonds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody, all the parents, I everybody was like, stopped. Yeah. So, of course, I, you know, ah! I run across the road into the woods. There were woods yeah. there. And 
I run across the road into the woods, pull my pants down, and I'm just blood. Oh, I mean, more blood than I'd ever seen in my life. Sure. Covered in blood. Of course, I'm like, yeah, scream yeah, again. Yeah. Come running out of the woods. And my cousin that I went down there with, I'm like, get me right home. you got to take me home. Take me home. On the back of his 10-speed bicycle. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm sitting on that seat, leaned back as far as I could on my butt cheeks. And he rode. I ain't never seen nobody ride a bike that fast. Yeah. Oh. So he got me back and got me to my dad. We were, you know, I was with my dad at, at their house, and uh, it was early '70s, and there was a local town doctor. So of course, you know, oh, well, let's get him to the local yeah, yeah. town doctor, yeah. who had an office in his basement. Hmm. The worst part about all of this was not that I had ripped my genitals open. Mm-hmm. It was well, that that's not the worst part. That wasn't the worst okay. part. The worst part was I get to the doctor's office. My mom is there. They take me in, put me on a you know bed, whatever, lay me out, and take my pants off. I'm laying on this bed with everything out in front of God and my mother mm. and this sexy nurse. <laughs> and I might have only been 10 years old or whatever, oh. but she was a cute nurse, and I'm laying there with everything out in, in the open, oh. and they're sewing me up, and I'll tell you oh. why. There was never anything worse than that. Oh, <laughs> man, it really makes you feel human, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. It down to earth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was one of my crazier childhood injuries. Yeah. I was hit by a car. I was hit Wait. by a car they estimated was doing 60 miles an hour. Holy crap. From the skid mark. They estimated he was doing yeah. 65. We lived on a 35 mile an hour street. Ooh. Nothing ever happened to him. My father and I would press charges. Nothing, really? nothing ever happened to the guy. He hit me. I flew up over the car because my neighbor was out working on his Rambler. In the driveway. Sweet. Yeah, an old, nice old red, white, and blue Rambler. Oh, wow. He was out working on his Rambler right uh, right there on the side of the road and saw the whole thing. He mm-hmm. says, I, he hit me. I flew up over the car, landed, you know, in a heap on, on the road. I got up and started running for the woods behind his house. Okay. I was delirious. I don't remember any of that. Sure. He says he, they, he caught me at the edge of the woods. I was running into the woods. He caught me, took me home, and the only other thing I remember was being in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. Now, I'll prelude this with I probably didn't have the best parenting. Okay. And was probably not a very good kid. Okay. And I'm in the ambulance, and all I could do was I was mad because I had a headache and that. Freaking sirens were oh. killing me. And I just remember yelling, turn those effing sirens off. How old are you? I'm like 10. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy now, did you come out of your shoes when you got hit? I don't remember. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think don't it's remember. funny when somebody gets hit by a car, but when they come out of their shoes, for some reason, it just it takes it's me back to like it takes me back to like Looney Tunes. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah just and it does happen. It does. I've <laughs> seen videos I've of seen it, and I laugh every time. <laughs> yeah, just it's like holy <laughs> shit, take them right out of his shoes. How does that even happen? They're tied yeah. on. Right, yeah. right. You think? So that was yeah, getting hit by a car, bit by a dog, mm-hmm. pushed out of a tree, mm-hmm. walked. I walked off a building and shattered my heel. That yeah. Time. How that how, happened? How high up were you? 18, 18 feet. 
we were doing iron work, and this is why, to this day, everybody out there in listening world, don't drink and do drugs at work. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is a prime example of... Here's your of, PSA from yeah. GLS. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I don't drink and do drugs while you're at work. We had gone Especially out, the steel work. Yeah, doing iron work of all things. That's how was I thinking. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. my foreman, it was me, my foreman, and one other guy. And uh, we'd gone out for lunch. It was a Friday afternoon. We had bought a 12-pack of beer mm-hmm. and smoked three joints <laughs> in about 40 minutes. <laughs> Needless to say, <laughs> on the afternoons, yeah, I was probably not in my best frame of mind. <sighs> and we were throwing roof deck. I, you probably don't know what that is. But. Yeah, put the decking up on the roof. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and spreading it out, you yep. know, laying it out and welding it down. And we were, I was, we were kicking it straight. And I was at one end, and my partner was probably three, four sheets down. And the bay of roof decking that I was standing on was three sheets, three sheets short of the beam. But the bay of decking right in front of me, like I was just over the, mm-hmm. the edge of the decking, the bay of decking in front of me went all the way to the beam. So in my peripheral vision, I saw decking all the way to the beam. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And I'm sidestepping, you know, across oh, there. Yeah. And I can see it goes yeah. all the way. And But I was just over, uh, just over the edge and stepped right off the roof. Oh. Yeah. And they took me to the hospital in, no, I'm not going to remember it. It's in Mass, it, Lowell, Mass. They took me to the hospital in Lowell, Mass, and you guys probably don't know because it's the East Coast. It's right outside of Boston. Right? It's a, yeah. Well, it's outside of Boston, but it's drug haven. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Crack Central. Uh. So they take me to the hospital. My girlfriend at the time shows up at the hospital an hour later, two hours later, whatever. And I'm laying there, and she comes in, and the two nurses were arguing over who was going to order pizza and who was going to give me the IV <laughs> when, really? when my girlfriend walked in. And she's like, ah, I'm taking him out of here. So she ended up taking me, getting me released from the hospital. Oh, no kidding. And it had me moved up to a hospital up in uh, Concord, New Hampshire. Yeah. Crazy. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah, she told me I wasn't leaving you there. They were arguing over who was going to give you the IV and who was going to order pizza. I was like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> like, right, no, no, I like pizza. Yeah. 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 You know, Do I have pepperoni a on there? Yeah. yeah. Get extra pepperoni. Get no pineapple. All right. That's amazing, man. So, yeah, there's there's been a few injuries. Um, I guess. I'm not going to whine about, you know, catching my finger in the stapler anymore. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've had my share. Let's hope that's the end of it. No doubt. But I've got no, no lasting uh, effects from anything. You know, that's like cool. I said, once in a while, my... Foot gets sore from being on concrete yeah. all day. Yeah, I mean, I think to a point everybody has that. They, I mean, being on concrete is supposed to be freaking horrible. Feet. Horrible feet, yeah, feet anyways. In your, yeah. your back, posture, and all that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah, I mean, that's amazing that that's the the worst of it. Yeah, no kidding. Well, cool, man. Thanks for coming on. This yeah, is, my pleasure. Good stories. I, I have a feeling you'd probably have more stories. I so do. We'll have we'll to probably, get together yes. and drink sometime. Yes, yes we will. <laughs> Bring the laptop and mic. Friday lunch? Yeah. What are you doing Friday afternoon? Right. I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Awesome. No, that's good. Uh, anytime. Sure. I like, I like to share the life stories. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Have to, we'll have to catch it before you go down to Florida. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Is there? A, do you have a time frame for that? When my house sells. Okay. <clears throat> I the house has to sell before I go anywhere. Okay. I'm well, hoping. I was just working on the like recording schedule this morning, and we could probably do first of the year or yeah, of December or something like year, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like that, do another one, yeah. Yeah, sure. Cool. More stories. We'll talk about some of my other side work. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to catch you. How to make a living as a farmer. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, got to catch you. we got to wait until after the first day before we talk Yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> after the first. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much, man. All right, Paul. Good. Appreciate Trav, you it. as always. Yeah. All right. So I looked up Ramtha. Yeah. And that was different. No. Um, I'm looking at the website Ramtha.com. Ramtha's School of Enlightenment. Become okay. A, become a Remarkable Life. Yeah. You can find him on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Okay. Maybe we need to put the audio of one of his, uh, one of his videos at the end of this. It's a her. It's a her. Oh, see? Inherent you bias. sexist bastard. Inherent bias. That's right. Do you ever hear the classic... Test for inherent bias, like uh-uh. sexism. So, a father and son were in a car accident and both have to go to the hospital. Okay. And the son got the worst of it and has to go into emergency surgery. Gets into surgery. Uh, the sur- surgeon comes in, looks, and says, I cannot operate on this boy. He's my son. How is that possible? Says mom. Right. Yeah. You'd be surprised how many people get that wrong. Uh, really? Is, yeah, because inherently we think of surgeons as being male. Yeah, that's so, true. I mean, you'd be surprised how many people are just like, well, I, I don't know. It's like, it's just freaking mom. Surgeons, oh. pilots. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, there's how many... Yeah. I mean, we'd probably think most professions are, are male-dominated. I mean, there's some that are associated with women, like nursing and administrators and secretary work. Right. I mean, that's just the... I was going to say, you say was. secretary, I don't picture a guy. Right, you don't. but And that's just... It's just the culture. It's like yeah. it's not you're not inherently sexist because of it. It's yeah. just what we see on TV and magazines and yeah. everything. It's like yeah. that's just how we've been yeah. trained. Yeah. So but yeah. So. Yeah, that is uh, so is it is it based in like Buddhism or I am not entirely sure. Um, looks like there's a lot of there's a few links on here. Ramtha's teachings testimonials. So what was the one out west? Was that California? That no, that was, in, that was in Oregon. That was Oregon. Yeah, okay. that was in Oregon. Oh, that was they poisoned uh, yeah, they, the, the salad bar. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's what that was. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. What restaurants was that? I don't remember, I remember what restaurant either. it was. But, but it's like, didn't like 300 people get sick or something? There's a lot of people. Yeah. Salmonella, I want to say? Yeah. yeah. They put in the salad bar. Yeah, they somehow they got it from like a, a lab supply was yeah, it I can't remember. I watched the documentary. I want to watch it again because there was so much information in that. that yeah. That was, I was just in shock most of the time watching it. But it I, looked like the head dude bought like a bunch of Rolls Royces or something. Yeah, first, uh, I think his first couple were gifted to him. Okay. But then, yes, he, once he started like spending money and like seeing like what he could buy with money, uh. he was just like, he was balling after that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> what would his slogan be like? Come for the Enlightenment. Stay, stay for the champagne. Yeah, exactly. Stay yeah, for the yeah. dom and the caviar. Stay for the VIP room Dude, treatment. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's oh, it's messed up. Is it possible to have mind over matter? Baby, 
The brain is king. The body is the kingdom. Yes. How long will that take to happen? Long enough for it to be the mainstay of your personality. To our very brain, those great thunderstorms, we have tapped yet let a third of its ability. If we lived entirely the wholeness of our brain, which would require the wholeness of our DNA be activated, we would become the legends of old, the immortals. I really believe that the body wants to heal itself and the limits are in our own minds of what we believe is possible. Um, I think so much more is possible than we appreciate. Everyone's DNA, they use less than a third of the DNA. Did you know that there are immortal genes? Did you know that you have immortal DNAs? Did you know that you have the DNA to grow any part of your body, to change it any way you want to? Did you know you have the DNA of humanity? Did you know that you can turn a predisposition of genetics of blindness into a predisposition of sight? Did you know that you can tap your DNA to not only make you immortal, but reverse your aging? Do your genes have that? Yes, they do. It's what genine, gene fingerprinting is all about in its infantile stages. But it's embarrassing when we really know it. Because the great question is, well, if I have an immortal gene, how come I'm not immortal? Why in the f is it still there? You can edit that f out if you wish. Gotcha. Or you can leave it in according to the maturity of the audience. <laughs> but I'm certain I have said nothing new under the sun, Horatio. You know why? Because you focus only on your emotional means to an end. So your DNA holds what is replicant in you to an experience. You have never gone outside of yourself to create the experience of yourself. If we know the thoughts of a person, we will best know them by their addiction, their continuous over 24 hours in a continuum of what emotions they display in their body. We shall know their thoughts. I hate you. We never, ever reincarnate to the I love you so much people. 